0: We now move into our first application of antiderivatives. And so I've asked for the help of our friend, my favorite comic, uh, actually, what is he? He's a cartoon character, Wiley e. Coyote. And uh, if you saw the video from the last, set, the last class, um, set Math 2003, he's in there as well with vertical motion. So here he is again. He's catapulted himself up into the stratosphere. He's trying to catch the roadrunner who looks like it's already run away because a cartoonist I am not. So it's hard enough to draw Wile E. Coyote. I didn't want to put the roadrunner in there. So well, anyway, Wiley is falling down toward the Earth. And the only thing that I know from this picture, without any other information, is that the, the rate at which he's falling is not constant. However, his acceleration due to gravity is constant. So Wiley's acceleration due to gravity, do you remember it from another class? Acceleration due to gravity on the Earth is a negative 32 feet per second squared. That's if you're using feet and seconds squared. There's also, if you are ever having to work with meters, it's approximately negative 9.8 meters per second squared so they're both per second squared that comes from the fact that the acceleration can be thought of as a second derivative if you start with Wiley's position function which right now is a mystery I don't know his height above the ground as a function of time I don't know what it is because I don't know Um, two things. I don't know how high up this ledge is that he catapulted himself from and I also don't know how quickly the springboard sent him exactly straight vertically up um, so that he would be falling um, at a certain rate. I don't know enough information to know anything about his position yet. I do know that his acceleration due to gravity is constant so no matter where he is above the earth His acceleration due to gravity, provided he's close enough to the Earth and not out in space, his acceleration due to gravity is negative 32 feet per second squared, or approximately negative 9.8 meters per second squared. We're going to use the feet per second squared in this class. Now, if you think about the fact that this is in the applications of the antiderivative section, you might guess where I'm going with um, with this subject. His acceleration due to gravity is negative 32 feet per second squared. Can you tell me anything about his velocity? Oh, I never finished what I was saying. The reason why acceleration is in feet per second squared is because if we knew Wiley's position function, we don't right now, but if we did, if we differentiate his position with respect to time, That's his position as a function of time. I'm sorry, that's his velocity as a function of time. So this is the derivative of the position function. And the acceleration is constant, but we could also think of it as as a function of time as well. And acceleration is how quickly his velocity changes. You think if you're in a car, if you accelerate, you normally when they say you're accelerating it means you're going faster and faster right your speed is increasing you start from zero and go to 50 miles an hour you accelerate to get from zero to 50 miles an hour so your actual speed velocity v of t is changing and if you're accelerating that means your speed is increasing so you're looking at the rate of change of your velocity when you're talking about acceleration. So acceleration is the derivative of the velocity. And velocity is the derivative of the position. So the acceleration is the second derivative of the position. So let me explain where the units come from. If your position is in feet, then the velocity, if you differentiate with respect to time in seconds, then velocity would be in feet per second and if you differentiate velocity with respect to time then acceleration is in feet per second per second or feet per second squared we say for short so feet per second per second again is feet per second squared and those are the units on acceleration In this case, it's acceleration due to gravity because it's vertical motion. So gravity is pulling down on Wiley Coyote to bring him to the ground, which is what he wanted because he wanted to catch that stupid roadrunner. So anyway, he's falling down toward the Earth at a a constant acceleration due to gravity of negative 32 feet per second squared. So my question is, can you use the constant acceleration due to gravity knowing that it's the first derivative of the velocity? to get the velocity function itself. So if velocity represents, sorry, if the derivative velocity represents acceleration, then what's velocity itself? It's the antiderivative of acceleration. So if you know that acceleration is constant at negative 32 feet per second squared, then you can find the velocity by taking the integral of negative 32 feet per second squared dt. So the velocity is a function of time. It's just the integral of the acceleration. And so this is when people wanted to look at um, somebody's position with vertical motion or velocity, they need a function of time, right, because it changes depending on how long, uh, in this case, Wiley has been falling for. So we need a function of t, and we start with the fact that it's been observed that the acceleration due to gravity is constant, and it's constant negative 32 feet per second squared, meaning the more time passes, the faster and faster you go toward the ground, right? Okay, so velocity is the integral of negative 32 dt. So, as a function of time, if you integrate negative 32 dt, you get negative 32t, but that's right, you have plus c, or you could call it c1 if you want. So, you have negative 32t plus c is the formula for the speed of Wiley e. Coyote at any time t after his catapulting incident. So we usually start t equals 0 to represent when he first catapulted off of the little springboard. Then as time passes on, his velocity function is t, the time in seconds, times negative 32, plus some constant. We don't know what the constant is at this point. However, let's, uh, I think I can fit this in here if instead of catapulting up if he just steps off a ledge and i'm sure you've seen that in cartoons when he's on he's on the edge of the ledge and he just takes one little step off and and starts to drop if he steps off a ledge then we say his velocity at time 0 his initial velocity, that should sound familiar, initial initial velocity is also zero. If he just steps off the ledge, we say that his initial velocity is zero. If that's the case, then V of t I'm sorry, V of zero equals zero equals negative thirty-two times zero plus c. And so his constant, his integration constant is, uh, sorry, 0 plus c is 0, so c is also 0. So if he steps off the ledge, his velocity function is exactly just negative 32t, meaning when time is 0, he doesn't have any speed yet. And then as he starts to fall, his speed after one second is negative 32 feet per second. After two seconds, it's negative negative 32 times two, or negative 64 feet per second. After three seconds, his speed is up to negative 96 feet per second. So the longer time passes, the bigger his velocity, and it's negative because he's going down toward the ground. So if he just steps off the ledge, we could say that his velocity would be negative 32 t. If the springboard sends him up with an initial velocity of, say, um, 80 miles per hour, that's pretty fast, right? That this thing is really sending him up fast. It's positive if he goes up and it's negative if he has some, say catapult pushing him straight down. It makes more sense to think about him going up first, right? If that's the case, then we say his velocity at time zero, also for short, call V sub zero, just like we did P sub zero in the in chapter two. V of zero equals v sub zero equals, 80, oh, I'm sorry, I said miles per hour, didn't I? I want my units to be the same. (laughs) Feet per second, let's not make it harder than it is. 80 feet per second. So then his initial velocity is 80 feet per second. That means his velocity at time zero. So you could place 80 in place of V zero and you could put negative 32 times zero plus C on the right hand side and that's v of t equals negative 32t plus c. And that's, that's an, what we call an initial condition. It's, it helps us to get our particular solution to the velocity. So the velocity this time would be negative 32t plus 80. So you might notice that when he had an in, initial velocity of 0, the velocity formula was just negative 32t plus 0. When he had an initial velocity of 80 feet per second, his, his velocity function is negative 32t plus 80. So you can imagine that in general, his velocity function is negative 32t plus whatever his initial velocity is. So now I have more information about Wiley Coyote's situation. Not only do I know that he's falling with a constant acceleration due to gravity of negative 32 feet per second squared, I also now know that his velocity at any time t in seconds after his catapulting incident is negative 32t plus whatever his initial velocity is. So I have more information now I know about his velocity. Could I use the same idea to get his position function? If I remember from before velocity is the derivative of position. So if I need to go backwards and start with velocity and get position, then I do the opposite of differentiating, right? I anti-differentiate. So the antiderivative of velocity is the position. The antiderivative of -32t is -32t squared over 2 plus The antiderivative of a constant is the constant times t. But then we still have an integration constant to think about, plus another c. If you want to call it c2, that's fine. But notice what happens if you put in 0 for t. s of 0, the position at time 0, is 0 plus 0 plus c. So it looks like c is s of 0 which, because we like to be concise, sometimes call S sub zero, or S naught, for S-N-A-U-G-H-T, meaning zero. So S naught, you have to make sure you separate those two things, S not, don't say it too close together, is C, our integration constant. And so our total formula for position is negative 16 T squared plus V not T, plus s-naught. This might look familiar, right? This was given to you last semester, and now we can prove it using anti-differentiation. The position function is negative 16. That's half of the acceleration due to gravity. t squared plus the initial velocity times t plus the initial position. So this is proof of what we knew um, for vertical motion before. Now, the advantage of this procedure is, what if the motion isn't vertical? If you know the acceleration formula or the velocity function, and then you have some initial conditions, meaning the initial velocity is 80 feet per second, or initial height is 500 feet above the ground, then you are able to get a position function, even if it's not vertical motion. This one is for vertical motion. This one you already know, though, right? But if it's not exactly vertical motion, if you have a formula for the velocity or the acceleration, you can work backwards with the antiderivative to get the formula for the position. So this is using the antiderivative to understand motion problems. And this first one that we did was vertical motion. And I'm going to go through this whole thing very quickly with two initial conditions. Let's suppose Wiley Coyote gets catapulted up with an initial velocity of 80 feet per second. And let's suppose that that uh, ledge that he's on over there is 500 feet up. And so let's, I'd like you to, to use that information. So the ledge is 500 feet high and his initial velocity is 80 feet per second. Now, we can use this information to make a formula for his position as a function of time. And I would encourage you to go backwards, starting with the straight negative 32 feet per second squared, rather than just using this formula and, and derive the formula yourself. Then when you come back, um, we'll work through it together, and we'll answer some questions about it.